This is Live at Five with Glenn Curry. <laughs> The army where you shoot them a mile away, you gotta get up close like this. Bada bing, you blow their brains all over your nice cyber league suit. This will I Was it over when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor? Hell no! German? Forget it, he's rolling. <laughs> Learn it, know it, live it. Are you running a business or a charity war? Leave the gun. Take the cannoli. Uh, Yankees win! Pull over! No, it's a cardigan, but thanks for noticing. You a Someone said, what happened to Hump Wednesdays? It's too sexist. Too many woke people didn't like Hump Wednesdays. It's Hump Day. It's just Wednesday now. It's the, uh, it's the one day of the week that has way too many syllables. And I still don't understand why they spell it that way. Wednesday. 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 Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Saturday, Friday. You know, there was a question on one of the uh, Godfellow sites today on Facebook. Who were the two people in the bed that got shot by the two guys with machine guns? And it's like, wow, that's easy. I, I, I answered that question when I was like 14. <laughs> it's like, how could, how could no one know that? Uh, and I said it was Tataglia, <laughs> not Bruno, that was his son, but the, 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 the guy at the table that was uh, combing his hair. Now, Mr. Bazzini, what if I don't have a guarantee from Corleone? Well, let's just bring back your son. Anyway, at the very end, there's a man and a woman asleep uh, in a bed, and two guys uh, come in with machine guns, blaring. And the question was, who are they shooting? So it's Tataglia and his mistress. There you go. Just ask, and Glenn Curry answers. You know, Someone will contest it, I'm sure. But that's what it is. It's nothing, nobody else. And it wasn't his wife. It must have been a Saturday morning. Uh, seven f- uh, wait a minute. You know what? A special day today. No phone calls yet. Special, 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 special day today. Congressman uh, Lee Zeldin is calling in at 535 today. Uh, we had some confusion yesterday, but I kind of held off because I didn't hear anything from their camp. I thought I would, so I just, you know, was waiting for a phone call. We got calls from the beginning when it's when he was supposed to call yesterday. But I knew, for some reason or other, I just knew it wasn't going to work out yesterday. No big deal. He's a busy man. Uh, in fact, yesterday, yesterday was Tuesday. The day before... Uh, he was in Buffalo. Uh, I noticed a lot of, uh, of uh, sports, uh, you know, like Josh Allen and other members of the Sabres uh, team who live in the area uh, have gone to the site where the Tops Market is in Buffalo. To, in, to, you know, in respect to the neighborhood, to the city of Buffalo, it's good to see that. Uh, and not a surprise, mind you. Uh, Josh Allen, he is the new uh, Jim Kelly and then some. I wonder if he's going to, like, you know, come out with his own barbecue sauce or something or, or chicken wing sauce. So anyway, that's Lee Zeldin today at 5.35 right here. Uh, and, and again, it's a little confusing for me sometimes because this is a, he's a sitting congressman from Long Island. He's running for governor. And originally, uh, you know, uh, I'm not going to talk about national issues as much as New York state issues. Uh, and I have to also remember that he's not running for Congress because, as we know, the primary for Congress uh, in the state of New York, at least, has been pushed from June to August. And uh, if you were listening to other uh, pundits, uh, they were t- talking about just that. 
about how the redistricting has been uh, changing things up and uh, it's been very, very controversial. Uh, and, and I was hoping they would use uh, the, our district as an example, but they did not. So while speaking to the congressman from Long Island, uh, it's really at the end of the day, I'm not going to be talking about, you know, I'm assuming he's still running. I should know this prior to, but if he's running for governor and, and uh, he's got he's to definitely get past the, uh, the primary, which used to be in June, now it's in August, for the Republican Party. And I've seen polls here and there. Uh, I'll just ask Lee as far as where he thinks the polls are, because, you know, it's all depending upon who you ask. We've talked to Andrew Giuliani, who seems to think that he's, he's ahead. Astorino is not a factor anymore. But then again, you've got this, uh, this other gentleman, Wilson, Harry Wilson, who's coming in, by the way, I believe Friday. He's going to be up here for the whole day. And, and I have him on my schedule for my show and Jeff's show. Jeez, I'm hoping I'm right on that. But Joe's calling in, Joe Stanley. I, I asked him if he can call in earlier. So he's going to call in in about three minutes. So here's the deal. If you have a question about whatever, uh, give me a shout and I'll ask Joe. Or text it to me. And we'll find out. We'll go from there. Uh, 755-1240. Uh, any questions for Joe? Hey, any questions for Lee Zeldin? <coughs> Sorry. Like a simple question. Hey, did you hear that uh, Jeff Graham thinks your first ad is really bad? Click. Yeah, Jeff Graham. Oh, hello, Lee. Um, what, you know, or, you know, uh, how is it to, uh, what's the difference between Long Island issues and upstate issues? You can ask him that. Because he is a downstater. And I have to ask, I've got to challenge him on all that, his downstate stuff. He did, he's a, he's a, he's a tweeter. He's on Twit. Tweet, tweet, listen to me. He's on Twitter. And uh, he's made a couple comments in recent days. He was, at the Buff- he was in Buffalo with one. Uh, and then um, he, he also talked about this commencement speaker at one of these CUNY law schools down in Manhattan this past, I believe this past weekend or recently where the commencement uh, uh, speaker or key speaker was a student that just graduated there. So congratulations, you just got a law degree from CUNY of New York, which is New York, City of New York uh, University, same thing as SUNY. That's the state, this is the city. And not for nothing, but when I was a kid, we kind of mocked the CUNY system. I don't know, most of them were two-year colleges anyway. And there ain't nothing wrong with that. It's not like Oswego was Harvard, but a lot of people said Harvard, uh, Syracuse, uh, check that, Oswego was the Harvard of Suco. So there you go. But anyway, she's up there thinking that she just graduated from, uh, from Harvard Law School, and uh, she's bad-mouthing the administration of CUNY for, for not you know, downplaying and, and condemning the acts of Israel over Palestinians. She never uses the word Israel, by the way, but it's very, very clear. And, and during that time, again, she's in her garb. She just graduated. I hope I'm right on this. But she's a Palestinian woman. She's beautiful. And she's just t- t- talking trash about uh, white supremacy, imperialism in America, uh, their, our role, and how things are going to change. And the last thing that she said is, and things are going to change in our lifetime. So that's, again, uh, that, it all goes back to the premise of, well, what is the replacement theory that they're throwing at uh, Tucker Carlson now? And Tucker Carlson in his... In his uh, uh, does, oh, here's a question. Does Zeldin, uh, um, you know, support term limits? I'll ask him. Try the veal. It's the best in the city. I'll have it. <clears throat> there you go. Uh, what was I just talking? So anyway, this woman went on and on and on. So Lee obviously condemned that as a tweet, and he said that he would, he would reduce funding uh, for CUNY if such rhetoric continued, in so many words. She also condemned ICE, too. Our own Tom Harmon. You know, the guy who sings all by myself. All by myself. No, that's Tom Car- uh, that's somebody else. Or Eric Carmen. 
Am I right on that? All right, here we go. We might have uh, Joe on the phone right now. Hi, Joe. Hi, Glenn. How's it going? Good, good, good. Joe, I mean, again, I try to keep things as far as topical. And, you know, I just want to relate things to what happened in Buffalo, not too far away from both you and I, more closer to you, obviously, in Syracuse. Uh, but, you know, a tragic situation. We could talk about the ins and outs of, you know, the, the racial divide in America and, and why this, this, this kid traveled the way he did and, and whatnot. We could talk about guns and how he got a hold of them and in his mental state, knowing all the other stuff that we knew prior to the event this past Saturday there. But, again, when it comes right down to it, there's a lot of people right now that are lost. They lost their sister, moms, brother, whatever, in, in an event. And going forward, not necessarily in a rampage that took place in, in Buffalo, but let's just say something tragic happened and 10, 20 people died as a result of Mother Nature or some crazed guy from the southern tier. You know, where do these people go? What's the first thing people need to do? Uh, the funeral and where do they get their expenses and what? You, you talk about how people get injured on the job and they can't work. What happens when you lose the bread maker of the family, Joe? Well, those are tough questions to answer and you know we always say you like to plan because events sometimes plan for you i mean <clears throat> assuming that there's no legal liability for anything this guy did or anything anybody else did you're left with your you know life insurance you're left with uh, you know uh, if you have insurance on your car and your house there's there's sometimes there's life insurance on that and you're, you're left with your savings and, uh, you know, funeral expenses are, you know, they're they're big. generally not covered by insurance. Right. Uh, you know, you can buy insurance, but I don't know many people who do. Right. And, uh, you know, the, the government, unless you're, you know, unless you're at, at the very low end, the government doesn't even, it doesn't assist much even with funerals when you do not have many assets. So, mm -hmm. yes, um, USLO. Death is, death is unavoidable, right. obviously. Mm -hmm. uh, so uh, when it comes suddenly, it's usually not planned for. And yeah, it happens. Yeah, and, you know, a lot of people suffer severely because of an untimely death. Yeah. I, I, I just, you know, nobody wants to die. Everybody wants to go to heaven, uh, Joe, but nobody wants to die, especially at a young age. And, and in many cases, and I'm just going to go out on a limb and say that. You know, this is a working-class neighborhood, and there weren't a lot of rich people, but a lot of people relied on them. And I know the way I'm bringing this up, Joe, sorry, sounds selfish, but at the end of the day, you got to look at it and like, okay, where do we go from here? So, you know, people really, you know, you never know when you're going to get struck by a bolt of lightning, Joe. You never know when you might be in a supermarket situation that might collapse due to a tornado or some madman with a gun. So, again, it comes back to the usual questions. We should be prepared for this, but... How do you motivate people, just uh, not incidents like these, but how do you get people to get their life in order if in case it comes to a tragic end so quickly? Well, again, we always talk about, these, you know, again, you have to plan for life or life plans for you. And, you know, depending on your circumstances, do the best you can. You have a will, you know, you, 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 know, you set your things aside or you plan for the transfer of the property uh, outside of a will. There's a lot of ways to do that. And, uh, you know, you hope for the best. Yeah, yeah. And, and changing gears real quick, I'm talking to a person that uh, inherited property right here in Watertown. She came from back out from down south, doesn't matter where, but she came here. Her mom died like five years ago, gave her the property. 
and she doesn't know where to turn, Joe, because it seems like she's uh, she, the property. She wants to build something on it, and, uh, and the people that live around it got real comfortable as it was. And it seems like she's not getting bullied so much, but it seems like they're going to make life miserable for her. Now, without doing anything like, you know, you know yelling and, and screaming and whatnot, because, you know, there's enough of that in the world. It, what's the best thing? I said you've got to get a hold of an attorney, but is there anybody else that she could talk to about something like this, Joe? Well, and it, again, it depends on what her problem is. I mean, if she wants to build a house on the land, you get a, you get, if it meets the zoning requirements, you get the building permits for the town, and you you meet all of the state building requirements and you go ahead and do it. I mean, I, uh, you know, people can't stop you from, you know, building or doing the development you want as long as it's legal within the zoning and you do the things properly. Mm -hmm. So, um, have you seen situations like that where people just, regardless of the law of, of like looking at a legal note that says this is her property said, no, it's not. I mean, I've heard of this situation before and it's crazy. Well, I, I, are you saying that someone says that she doesn't own the right, property? Right, right. Uh, it's it's like he had a relationship uh, prior to that, and that the mom mom said, "No, I'm gonna when when I die, you're gonna get it," or something to that degree. And she's got enough to to clearly uh, indicate that that's not the case at all. Uh, and, and again, well, it's just again a, that property transfers, however it transfers by the estate. I mean, there's a legal proceeding that when somebody dies, because mm -hmm. you know, again, uh, there's a there's an estate. There's an estate, and the property transfers by law to whoever gets it. Mm -hmm. Whether the where there's a will, if there's no will, it's by operation of statute. Right. And that's just the way it is. And if it, and if the deed said it was co-owned by somebody right. X and Y, and X dies, and it's and it's a, a you know joint tenants, which mm -hmm. means the person collects it, gets the whole property if they die, then that then it goes that way. I mean, mm -hmm. there, there there isn't any there isn't any question if someone's. I, I, the only thing I can envision is they're trying to say that there was a, uh, uh, what's it, it was, uh, adverse possession, yeah, adverse uh, possession. Okay, gotcha. That, oh, we used the property for so long and you abandoned it and right. it's not yours anymore. And I think that might be the case, to tell you the truth, because it's an old trailer and whatnot. And I, I think he's to some degree, I, I just believe that regardless of, of, of the legal matter in all of this, is that some people, if, they, if it's next door to them and they've been maintaining it to any degree, feel like they can inherit it the, uh, that way anyway, Joe. And I think that's exactly well, what's going uh, yeah, on. And if, if that's the scenario that somebody's making a claim for adverse possession, which is very difficult... Uh, then you, she, she or he definitely needs to get a lawyer. I just found out about, it and I'm and I'm gonna and I'm gonna direct her in your your way, Joe. I, I don't know where she is right now. She just moved back up here, but uh, that is a true story, as crazy as it sounds. That's all. all. But uh, again, what happened this past? Uh, you know, again, that's real close to home. What happened in Buffalo? Uh, but the, uh, and yet another sign that it, regardless of what you know, any given day is a gift, Joe. We should definitely have our life in order if, in case something like that happened. Yes, yes. Planning is always a good thing. No doubt. Hey, the weather's getting better, although it's not uh, it's not as hot as it was last week. But uh, we're finally going to the summer weather, and we'll talk more and more about the things that we have to be careful of in the spring and summer for the uh, year of 2022. Joe, thank you very much for calling in early today. When people need to get in contact with you, how can one do that? Sure, StanleyLawOffices.com is our website. My email, Joe, at StanleyLawOffices.com, and the phone number is 1-800-608-3333. Excellent. Joe, thank you very much, and I'll talk to you next Wednesday, sir. You too, Glenn. Bye. Thank you, Joe. Uh, that's uh, Joe Stanley here on the uh, Live at Five show. Uh, you know what? I had the statistics ready for me.
for the, for the deaths by vehicles, and I forgot to bring it up. I'll bring that up uh, next week. He sent that to me two days ago, and I, I, I talked about the Buffalo thing instead. So I'm sorry about that, Joe. I should have told him that. All right, so uh, this is an opportunity for me to walk away for a moment because if you're just tuning in, Congressman uh, Lee Zeldin uh, will be chiming in uh, today in about, I'm going to say, 12 minutes here in the Live at Five show uh, from Washington. So let's do this. Let's do a break, and uh, we'll be back after this. He's Perry Golden. Ah, there you go. Ah, uh, 755. It's uh, 27 minutes after the hour. Getting ready here for uh, Mr. Lee Zeldin. As you know, just uh, give you a little bio. This is the Lee Zeldin hour today. Harry Wilson. Harry! Let me check my phone again. Things have been changing in in terms of uh, appointments and on-air interviews. So let me just double check. Uh, No, i got to meet the Wizards tomorrow. All right, I'll figure it out. But I think I think Mr. Uh, Mr. Wilson, he's gonna be up here, I believe Friday. But I will confirm that, definitely before Friday. There you have it. Ah, oh, that's that's really on top of things. So it's not even the bottom of the hour. So we got some time here. I got some uh, comments to uh, uh, to include uh, from people that have been listening. Uh, one caller wanted me to ask uh, Mr. Zeldin if he is in favor of term limits. I think I think anyone running for any office says that. Oh yeah, we have to have a limit, and they never really go beyond that. Because let's face it, being a congressman can be and typically is a lifelong venture, especially senator. I mean, like six, I mean you get three terms. That's an 18-year job right there. Not to mention you were probably in politics 20 years before that. It's just, an, you know, you talk about term limits. I mean, people get into politics for a reason because it's a good job. It's a great job. It's an awesome job. Uh, the one thing I failed to talk about yesterday was the redistricting, redistricting. So they, they changed all the lines months ago. And uh, everyone and their brother, including our own congresswoman, and for that matter, Mr. Chris Jacobs, thought, oh, well, this is going to be the new district. It's going to be, we're going to call this the, uh, the Lake Ontario District, uh, minus Monroe County. Monroe. And then, and then we kind of said goodbye to each other a couple of weeks ago to the congressman from, uh, from the Buffalo area. He said, well, you know, this is going to work out for the best. And then two weeks later, he said, nope, you're right back in it. <laughs> and that's the same thing for Mario Frado. Who's his Republican uh, uh, competitor, opponent, I should say, in what was going to be a congressional primary right here in Watertown in New York State, for that matter, at the end of of June. And that's been pushed back. Why? Because they wanted to redefine the congressional lines. So, Jeff, and I'm sorry I didn't bring this up yesterday. I don't know. I must have been sleepwalking or something. But I didn't bring it up. Jeff sent the, the it was posted late Monday. Jeff sent uh, the maps to me, and one of them was for the uh, the state senate, which raises questions to whether or not, if the state senate lines uh, can c- continue, will that mean someone like Will Barkley or someone else that's in politics that could be, you know, a, a runner against Mark Walzik? You know, Mark walked walked into a situation where it just looked he, he was going to go unopposed, and, and and I like Mark. Don't get me wrong, but his timing has been impeccable. He, you know, he gets into politics and uh, as a city council person, as an outsider, very very easily. And then, uh, you know, the, the woman up in Theresa or wherever the heck that was was having relations with a guy that was using her car and her for a little bit. And that cost her her assembly job. And Mark was there for the taking for that. And, well, he should, by the way, a qualified man with a, with a bow tie. He's definitely a politician. He was born to be a politician. And then, as we all know, we had the, the big-time controversy of Mark 
uh, being endorsed by our congresswoman up until the 31st of December, and we thought we were going to get it back, and now we're not. Um, that's a, a, a congresswoman, Lee Stefanik. Uh, he gets the nod from the sitting uh, 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 state senator. I'm talking about our friend uh, Matt Doheny. Uh, but as we all know, right here on the Live at Five show, that didn't happen. And Matt was on the show to talk about that. So there's so much, so much has happened in the last 60 to 90 days. But it continues to do so. So now, you know, this, this redistricting, and by the way, the letter to the editor, uh, otherwise known as, I guess, an op-ed by our former mayor and hotline host Jeff Graham, was stupendous. Yet another reason why Jeff Graham is an incredible person. He described it. He failed to talk about it today because he fa- figured no one cared about it. And uh, he's wrong on that. I care about it. But, you know, I'm just shocked that uh, they contested the first uh, change of, of, uh, of districts. Uh, but it looks like, at least, we're right back to square one as far as our issues were before. In fact, it might even be worse. They're going to divide Jefferson County almost in half now. And that, that was Jeff's point. You're, 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 you know, you're creating a rift in a community that's been together as a three-county community for, for, for forever, for centuries. And now, all of a sudden, we're going we're gonna to have two congresspeople uh, and be on the tail end of a very, very large district where the majority of the population is uh, three and a half hours from here. So if, and again, if I'm not mistaken, uh, Watertown was, in fact, the most populated part of the 21st district under Congresswoman Stefanik. Uh, Glens Falls and the area around it, probably bigger overall uh, than, than Jefferson County is, certainly big, bigger than the other counties in Adirondacks and St. Lawrence, for that matter, and Franklin and Clinton. But as far as cities are concerned and Fort Drum, we were it. So we were like the, uh, you know, the, uh, the older, you know, uh, ch- you know, oldest in the family. Like, you know, Elise liked us. There's no doubt about it. And it showed in the, in the, in the, in, uh, in, in, uh, the elections since she's been here since 2014. But not to mention because of where she is on the hill as far as the military is concerned and Fort Drum right being in, rather being in her district. That helped. That helped everybody. And uh, a virtual unknown, the youngest congresswoman ever, uh, to be elected when she was elected. That has since changed. We have some squad members younger than that. And uh, the rest, as they say, was going to be a glorious history until we realized the redistricting was going to change that dramatically. And then there was some hope just a couple weeks ago. And now we're going to the same direction again. So uh, meaning that uh, it's going to be the Lake Ontario district. They, they circumvented c- completely uh, the, the Monroe County. They made some adjustments, not much. But uh, I think the real reason why these lawsuits came down was how because the districts down in the in the boroughs area, particularly between Manhattan and Brooklyn, were so gerrymandered that it's just like they wanted to focus on that. So what about upstate? What about it? Well, look at this district. So is anyone contesting it? Well, we have a mayor, Jeff Grant. We don't care. Uh, we have Jim Levin. No, we don't care about. Oh, Jim Levin's contesting it. Oh no, Le- let's get our best lawyers on that. Oh, boy, we don't want to screw with Jim Levin. That's for sure. But no, that didn't happen at all. As it turns out, it just, it's, it's going to be a crappy district. And, and, and I don't mean disrespect to, uh, to uh, uh, Congressman uh, Jacobs, but it just doesn't make any sense. That's all. He essentially agreed to that when we spoke a couple of weeks ago. Uh, and yet they, they completely circum- they, they bypassed uh, Monroe County, which is where uh, uh, Rochester is. Am I right on that? Am I saying that right county? Whichever. Rochester, it, it, the county itself is uh, over 600,000 people, probably more than that. You know, you got Webster there, Greece, Rochester. These are big towns. Uh, so, you know, it takes 770,000 people to be part of a congressional district. You can have a district right there. And essentially, it is its own district now. And this is all because the Democrats out of Albany want to secure as many Democratic Congress people as possible. 
going towards the uh, uh, the future, and for that matter, you know, are uh, the the midterms this November. It's a sad state of affairs. And if you're listening to any uh, uh, radio today, uh, in recent days, I should say, Sonny Houston, one of the host uh, uh, hostesses, I should say, on the View, talking about how the uh, the left, the Democrats, are actually moving closer to the center than what the right is. The right are becoming more and more extreme. And they were talking about that on the Glenn Beck show today, and they were just laughing. And, and, I, I, and I said, well, you know, what's not funny about this is that Sonny Housen's, I guess, definition of center is a lot different than Glenn Beck's definition of center, or my definition, or your, anyone. anyone. <coughs> so when she says they're going closer to the center, that's her center. And that's what, that's what I'm hearing more and more. We could talk all we want about the replacement theory and how it relates to things that, of course, Democrats have said in recent years, including the president himself. I think there was a call today on the hotline show that was confused that he thought uh, President Biden had said it recently. Actually, those comments he made about the change in demographics in America by the year 2040, I think he made that when, when Barack Obama was still president. He definitely didn't make it recently. But again, it's just one of many examples of how the left, including the President of the United States, is has rather talked about replacement theory. So it's nothing Tucker Carlson came up with. And is this uh, Congressman Zeldin? No, sir. Oh, it's not. All right, I might lose no, you. But, yeah, go ahead. This is uh, I'm trying to figure out. Yeah, this is not. If the anybody knows why our children were let out of school, um, yeah, yeah. I guess there was a bunch of cops up there, and they had people at gunpoint on the ground. Apparently, and again, I didn't mention it because I didn't know much about it myself. With I didn't want to get into any trouble in this neighborhood because once it comes down to anything that happens at the school, you, you I got to check come yourself. I home from work. Yeah. yeah. Um, my buddy went to pick up his daughter. He calls me. He's like, you got a police scanner at your house? I said, no, just my phone. Right. Um, you know, the one on News Junkie. Right. And he goes, well, they got people on the ground up here at Watertown High School at gunpoint. Yeah. I don't know if it was people. I'm like, are you kidding me? He's like, they won't release our children. Oh, two suspects, yeah. All right, well, let me, yeah, it's on News Junkie, and there's dogs there and everything. Or were. This, this incident happened earlier today. Yeah, it happened, I think my daughter said about 2.14. So it was, yeah, it was a drug chase. Uh, a drug investigation led to a police chase, and uh, it, 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 fi it finalized itself right there on, you know, Regrettably, at the parking lot of the high school. But are people smart enough not to run towards the school where there's kids? Well, again, here, let me just let me explain the metric. And again, this is clearly off Channel 7's website. Plus, I'm looking to see if the congressman's calling in. Uh, the Metro Jefferson Drug uh, Task Force said it was conducting an investigation. Officials said city police and Jefferson County Sheriff's deputies chased the vehicle, which stopped on East Iroquois Avenue. Where is that in relation to the high school, sir? Oh, it's right near the main campus. Avenue, yeah. right on the other side of Washington. Gotcha. So according to officials, two of the three suspects ran into the woods, prompting police to tell the school district to go into lockout mode. It's like going to turn into like a, you know, like a, a Steven Seagal movie or something. Police chased the two suspects into high school parking lot and, and uh, took them into custody. Uh, the ca camera, cameras rather were rolling from Channel 7. And the scene caught one man being placed in the back of a police vehicle. Officials say the third suspect was taken into custody. So what looks to be an incident that happened or originated at the high school actually happened to end at the high school from something that was started somewhere else, sir. So it's not what it, you might look like. It's not, it's not uh, bed bugs. I mean, so at the end of the day, it's getting the weird to chase into a, you know. Yeah. 
No, I agree. You think you would do that effect at nighttime? Well, I mean, remember, um, you know, drug dealers have to see the daylight, too. Listen, I got to go, sir. I got the congressman waiting, but thank you for the call. All right, I'll talk to you. Hi, this is Congressman Zeldin. Yes. Yes, how are you, Lee? I'm doing well. We're uh, here in the in the Capitol in the middle of votes, and uh, I'm going to have to jump back into onto the House floor in about seven minutes. That's fine. That's fine. And again, I know you're in Buffalo. I believe you're in Buffalo Monday, if I'm not mistaken, Congressman. I was. Yeah. yeah are we on air already? Yes, we're on. I'm sorry. We went straight to okay, it. Okay, great. Yeah. yeah, excellent. So, uh, yeah, it's great to be with you. I was uh, in Buffalo on Monday, and uh, it was... Uh, it, it, it was very impressionable on, on me spending time with community members, community leaders uh, at TOPS. Uh, and there's clearly a lot of pain in the community even before Saturday. Uh, a number of issues where people uh, rallied together as a community but struggling with uh, challenges related to poverty and crime mm-hmm. and when you add Saturday on top of it all, it's just mm-hmm. devastating. But there was a strong uh, spirit of the people I met who were rallying to, to lift each other up. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was uh, very inspiring to hear the stories of their friends, uh, to look at the pictures that they were uh, sharing with me of uh, people they had lost who they certainly uh, uh, held in the, the highest of regards and respect, and mm-hmm. I'm just so uh, grateful that I had what was a very powerful, moving experience for me. So I'm really glad that I came mm-hmm. on Monday, and uh, this is I'm, I'm in D.C. right now, and at, e- even down here with members of Congress from all across the entire country, and we saw it with the moment of silence that Brian Higgins led uh, yesterday, that uh, this is something the whole country has been moved by, but no one has been impacted harder than uh, that community yeah. itself in Buffalo. Yeah, no doubt about it. There's no sense, no rhyme or reason, re- reason to this. There will have to be some answers, but, uh, and again, without getting into it, and I'm sure you're familiar with this, obviously, that the left is politicizing this to the fullest maximum. Uh, so many other things are going wrong, but we're not here to talk about what's going on in the, on the Beltway. We're here to talk about a couple of things, because you want to be governor of this, of this uh, great state. And your primary has not been pushed, sir. You're still in late June. Uh, and sometimes that gets confusing because of the redistricting things and whatnot. I, mean, I know you're familiar with that, too. As a congressperson, you know they, the left tried to gerrymand things as far as the districts are concerned. So we're very confused about that up here. We might even lose, once again, our own congresswoman, Congresswoman Stefanik. But that said, you, you do tweet. And I love what you said recently. There was a woman that went up on stage. She just graduated from CUNY Law School. And I, I, I watched the entire video that you that you shared on on Twitter, and you said yourself after seeing this that you, you would uh, where is the where is it like uh, dip, 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 dip. you would say that you would reduce funding if such rhetoric came out of uh, CUNY Law School. Uh, Lee, can you reflect on on that uh, commencement speech the other day? Yeah, you have somebody who hates Jews, hates Israel, being given the opportunity to give a commencement speech at CUNY last weekend. Because of that hate, mm-hmm. uh, that was being rewarded, and that ends up incentivizing right. this kind of an ideology, and it creates a, a culture that we see amongst both faculty and students at CUNY, where if you're Jewish, if you, uh, if you are not Jewish, but you maybe you support Israel, right. the 
the the way that the culture is being uh, more and more poisoned and, and toxic, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's one thing to have a different view on a particular issue. You could say that you support the U.S.-Israel alliance. You could say that you don't support the U.S.-Israel mm-hmm. alliance, and you know, and then maybe you even have a debate in the higher education setting about it. But this is this is different and. Now, the CUNY faculty recently passed a, a resolution to promote the anti-Semitic boycott divestment sanctions movement. They had a, a, one of their professors was uh, was recently giving a sermon in New Jersey and and made his sermon about how the Muslims should be wiping the filth of the Jews out of Israel. Incredible. And these are all examples mm-hmm. at one particular publicly funded mm-hmm. A higher education institution and the City University of New York mm-hmm. uh, needs to be tackling head-on the anti-Semitism that has grown within its culture and its ranks. So as governor, uh, I believe that we should be withholding aid until CUNY is willing to tackle this head-on. And I think that is the type of uh, a real threat that will get them to act because they need the money. Yeah, oh, definitely. They need the money. But at the same time, she was condemning the administration of CUNY, too, for uh, either neglecting or supporting uh, uh, Israel against uh, the Palestinians. So she was all over the place, this woman. But she was definitely... Yeah, well, she, clear- yeah well, go ahead. she's giving a commencement speech. Right, right. Her own! She just graduated. I mean, this is this is an opportunity that she could never have had from, from Palestine. This is just, I mean, it's virtually impossible. And they're going to blame everything, of course, on the state of Israel, and for that matter, uh, America, because we support them, and rightfully so. So I'm glad you commented on that, and I hope as governor you can do something about it as well. Yesterday we had a lot of school board uh, voting, uh, uh, Mr. Zeldin. Uh, so a lot of people went out in droves around here. It looks like what happened in Virginia, like you and I talked about a couple of weeks ago, is happening here. People are paying attention to our school board elections, Lee. Good. Uh, we need to have parents as involved as possible. We need people in the community to care uh, as much as possible about the quality of education in our schools. And I believe that parents have a fundamental right to control the upbringing of their child. Mm-hmm. When a parent decides to send their kid off to school, they're not relinquishing any of that right. No. I believe the best thing for a, a kid's education is for a parent to be as involved as possible. I I believe that the best thing for a child's upbringing is for a family unit to be as strong as possible. And one of the very best days of the year Mm -hmm. to do that is yesterday, Tuesday, May 17th, people getting involved, voting Mm -hmm. on your candidates for school board, voting on your local school budget, Mm -hmm. and and, and not just voting, but also making informed decisions. Mm Uh, kudos to all the school board candidates who stepped up and decided to run. To run, yeah. This isn't something. Yeah, it's not a job that comes with, you know, high pay. No. And, uh, you know, and, and health benefits and a pension. That's not why people run for school board. No. Uh, they're they're doing it because they believe in the cause. And you know, some people have different philosophies on how to best run education, and we could debate that. Sure. But. Sure. I really give credit to everyone who stepped up to run. Yeah, and I just think, you know, I, I actually voted. And I ne- I, I'm, I'm sorry, I vote every election day and I, I do the primaries, but I've never voted for school board uh, because it's, it's on top of my mind more than ever. Thanks to COVID and thanks to so many other things that we've been seeing that have been clearly out of line. I know you've got to go. A couple of questions. The czar, Nina Jankowitz, no longer part of the disinformation. Uh, that has been canceled, uh, Lee Zeldin. 
Uh, it should have never been created in the first place. This isn't North Korea. This is not Cuba. This is not Iran. We don't live in a nation where the government uh, is going to be spinning us on what they declare to be true or false, especially uh, when you're appointing some czar, some head some crazy. Of, uh, you know, of a ministry of truth or whatever the titles and yeah. an organization is that they decide uh, to call it mm-hmm. uh, when you know that person is as biased as who they picked. It's not even like they, they decided that they were going to have a neutral arbiter run this for the Biden right. administration. It was someone with a long record mm-hmm. of gaslighting people on what's true and what's not true. So mm-hmm. this was a really bad idea from the start. Glad ta- that it they ta- hit the pause button. Yeah. It should never see the light of day again. No, and I'm just glad because I thought it was just going to go through like everything else. I, I get to this point, Congressman, that I think like once it's been talked about, it's going to happen. But that they put the kibosh on that today. So, and just days after what happened in Buffalo, I didn't think that was going to be possible. And finally, uh, Mr. Co- uh, Mr. Zeldin, the congressman from Long Island, let me ask you, when will you be up here? I know you've been up here at least twice. When will you be back up here in the North Country to, to see us here and, other, and, and your constituents up here? Well, I, I, uh, I, I'm, I'm hoping that it's going to be really soon. I, I will tell you, I've been up to the North Country uh, a bunch more times than, than twice. Okay, sorry. In my, in yeah. my first six months. Yeah. Of the campaign, I had campaigned in every county in the state at least twice. Nice. Uh, I got nice. in the race about 13 and a half months ago, uh, and I was actually just up there a couple weeks ago. Um, it, you know, but I was in a couple of the counties, and that's happened with some of the visits uh, over the course of the last 13 and a half months. Is I might come up and I'm in one county or I'm in three counties. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you know, it, with each visit, you get to to different parts of the North Country. Sure. I was. Uh, I, I was at Ogdensburg uh, the, the, uh, a couple trips before that up in St. Lawrence mm-hmm. County when they were uh, closing the correctional facility. Mm-hmm. Uh, so over the course of the year, we have made sure to keep coming back again and again and again. And we're, you know, we're going to keep doing it. So I know that I'm back on the, uh, the road. I'm in D.C. now, uh, but I'm back upstate tomorrow. And over the course of the second half of May into the beginning of June, uh, I am all over New York. I'm sure that that schedule uh, that's ahead is going to have me back into the North Country again. That's awesome. And again, our, our Governor Hochul, at this point, it seems like she's digging herself a hole each and every day. Pardon the pun there, because she rhymes with her name. But it seems like she this latest thing a couple, what, two months ago with the lieutenant, lieutenant governor, her numbers are coming down. What are your feelings about this? Obviously, you and I are talking about the big primary at the end of June, but let's be optimistic about this. Can you beat Governor Hochul in November? I'm not in this race to come in second. There's, I would be running for re-election to the House. I enjoy what I do in the House of Representatives, and it would have been, uh, and I believe the Republicans are going to win back the majority in the House. So I didn't make this decision lightly. Uh, I'm I'm all in. No, and you are in. Yeah, you've been in losing this, this race. Is, it, it is not an option. It's not an option for any of us. Uh, we have to save our state. Uh, people are leading the whole country in population loss. Mm-hmm. If we give Kathy Hochul four more years and we have one-party Democrat rule in Albany, it's going to get worse. Mm-hmm. Uh, they will continue to attack our wallets, our safety, our freedom, our kids' education. Uh, so what we need is everybody everywhere in all 62 counties, no counties too large, no counties too small. Mm-hmm. Everybody everywhere has to go all in. Every vote matters. No one can sit on the sidelines. And if we do what we need to do, we're going to have a historic win this November. We'll restore balance and common sense to Albany. And then we can actually restore the state to glory. But it is not going to happen 
if we just keep more of the same one-party democratic rule, outsized power of self-described socialists, so. it is a formula for a disaster. No. I do have to run onto yeah. the House floor, though, because I, uh, I have to vote. They're in the middle of my name. No, I, I know. you got to do your job. Congressman Zeldin, thank you very much, and good luck. We'll see you soon, sir. I look forward to it. Take care. Thank you very much. That's uh, Congressman Lee Zeldin. Here, second time here on the Live at Five show. He's been up here more than I thought. Sorry about that. But, yes, he's been on uh, route for uh, a governor now for over, a year, like he said, a year. Was that 13 months ago? So that's a long run, no doubt about it. I think Giuliani kind of threw his hat in the ring basically at the same time. Not hearing much about Astorino, but, of course, we got that other dude, uh, Mr. Harry Wilson. Harry! Uh, he's making waves, too. So that good call. I wish we could talk a little bit more, but you feel a little bit rushed because you can hear the bell literally uh, ringing in the background. And uh, so he had to go. So let's do this. Let's do a break, and we'll be back after this. Recently at the Cape Vince. Uh, I ran out of copy there, I see. Okay, anyway. It's an occupational hazard. We've got four seconds left. Extend the jingle. Anybody, a little bit more than five minutes left. Uh, sad news. Uh, this was on, uh, in News Junkie earlier. I'm just getting to it now. But uh, she was a fixture in this town for many, many years. Uh, she has, like many people her age and younger for that matter, have left the area. Uh, but uh, Tony Harblin passed away uh, just the other day, just yesterday, May 17th. What's today? No, that's today. Sorry. Tony, as we all know, uh, just uh, an outstanding woman. She used to have her own noontime show on 790 when I first moved up here. Uh, but she was also a, a model. She, she modeled right until like her 50s and 60s. She used to do events up there at the, at the mall. Our, her husband, who had passed away some time ago, he owned the uh, uh, what, what later became a hot dog stand. He also sold cars out of there. Uh, it's still, it's, it's, it used to be a hot dog stand where the big pig is up on top of the roof there smoking a cigar. Uh, that was uh, a dealership and a place for food back in the day. Mr. Harblin actually ran it. One day I went in there. I was, <laughs> I'll never forget. I, went, I, I know this is involving him because Tony has passed on, but I asked him if I was smoking at the time. This is 30 years ago. I said, do you, uh, do you have cigarettes? I said, yeah, I got them right there. He pointed at them. I go, well, do you have, I saw Salem's, but he didn't have Salem lights. I go, do you have Salem lights? He goes, I'm not a grocery store. So Tony Harblin died at 92. God rest her soul. Hi, you're on the air. Yeah, if I can squeeze in three yeah. minutes or not. By all means. By all means. Danny today, Francis. Today is the 18th, by the way. Today's the 18th. Sorry, she died yesterday. I'm sorry. Yeah, Wednesday. Now, sorry to hear that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, of anybody's uh, for that rep, the rep, repetition and background. You know, I, I enjoy your show because of, of the interviewing of the candidates. You've had quite a few on this show. Yeah. Uh, and, and commendable for that. I give you a kudos for that. Gracias. But, but I, I'm going to be here's, very here's the biased, big but. unbiased at the same time. Yeah. I, I detect a theme with the GOP candidates, candidates because that's basically who you bring on. Right. Zeldin today. Yeah. And Jacobs. Right. Uh, and Miss Stefanik. Yeah. Uh, sometimes even, even telephonically. Yeah. But I, I detect a theme with every one of them, and not, not just their message of what they want to do and why they want to do it, et cetera, et cetera. But the, the theme I, I detect from all of those, those three mm-hmm. is one of fear and hype. Yeah. In other words, if you don't vote us in, it, it, it's all over. We're doomed. We're, we're, we're done. Or, no, losing is not an option. That's what he says at the end of his commercials. I understand he, that. Yeah, yeah. 
But, but just it comes across to me, just listening to it as if I have no political affiliation, I, I try to hold that view and just listen and see what it is. Because I'll tell you, quite frankly, I have voted for Republicans in the past. Right. I'll say that for a reason. My mother was Republican. Right. Anyway, <laughs> but I, I do detect a theme here yeah. from uh, the record of the Republicans once they do get into power. And it seems to be this. It's very simple. They break the government, and then they run on a campaign that only I can fix it. Uh, well, isn't that pol- politicking at its best? Isn't that what it's all about? You can't say, well, I'm not going to no, do much better than the guy I'm running against. <laughs> hey, Glenn, I've run for office a few times. I understand the politics of it. Of course. And, uh, I, I, I love politics, but I don't like the nastiness, the hateful Yeah, politics. I know. I would never get into it myself. But uh, I do like politics. I do like uh, political science. I taught it for a while. I've got a degree in political science. Yeah. So uh, I, I, do, I do like politics because I, I think our country can be run much better than what it is and what it has so, been. So but, but what you're saying is that they're, they're just saying, hey, uh, 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 the Democrats, are because most of the people, like you said, are, are conservatives, Republicans, uh, we got to get in there because they're destroying our, com- our country. They're, they're going on that premise, yeah, I guess. Yeah, that, that's, which is that's true. What comes, that's what comes Very across. True. Yeah, but but Danny, I, I don't think I don't think that's true, Glenn. Do you think when I said earlier, I don't know if you heard me, but Sonny House and one of the many Yentas there on the uh, on the View, uh, talking about how the left, the Democratic Party, is actually moving closer to center than than the right is, or the or the Republicans. Do you agree with that, Danny? With the remaining forty seconds left. I, I, no, I don't agree with that at all. By the way, she's got a law degree, too. I, I know. I There's a lot of people, and so does Annie Javero, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. No, I don't agree with so, that at so all. So is our uh, vice president. That's her, that's her view, that's Shock. her opinion, and uh, whatever her motivation is, that's fine. But I see you're getting down to the hour, but yep. I just wanted to yep. say I understand. That. Common theme. All right, thanks, Danny. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, yeah! <laughs> I'm Frank Pantangeline. You know, the Democrats do this! The Democrats do that! All lies! Lies! Oh, lies. Looks like a ball game in here. Who's that sitting next to your brother? Or, or no. <laughs> uh, anyway, it's getting down to the nitty. <laughs> it's getting down to the nitty gritty. AM 1240 WE10 in Watertown. Uh, that makes us legal. Up next, CBS News. We'll see you tomorrow. Thanks to the congressman. See ya. This is CBS News on the Hour, your home for original reporting. I'm Wendy Gillette in New York. The stock markets plummeted today. The Dow lost more than 3.5%, over 1,100 points. The S&P 500 plunged 4%, and the NASDAQ was down 566 points. CBS's Jason Brooks. Wall Street was hammered on fears that the 